everyone. My name is Mav, and thank you for checking out Xbox Ultimate. This is episode number eight. I appreciate each and every one of you, no matter where you're watching or listening from, whether it's YouTube, at Fun Speculation, whether it's um, on Google Podcast, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, or iTunes. I appreciate the support. Uh, let me know. Send me a message on Twitter at Fun Speculation where you are listening to this. I would, li- I would like to know that kind of stuff, um, get to know some of you guys. Um, I appreciate the support. Again, I can't reiterate that enough. And I also want to take one second here, maybe more than a second, maybe a few seconds, to uh, give a shout-out to uh, the podcasting and video game and Xbox communities uh, on Twitter um, and YouTube for their support and answering questions and helping uh, somebody like me who's new out. I really appreciate it, guys. Um, You have embraced me into the community. Um, I've been playing Xbox forever. I have always loved playing on Xbox and, but I'd never really socialize on the social media that much. And, um, and I've been kind of talking to some of you guys and it's, I'm just blown away by the amazing people that are out there, including some of you guys, these listeners and uh, fans out there of Xbox, just, um, appreciate again, all the support. So let's get into some of what we're going to be talking about. Cause this for Xbox was a crazy week. But it also was a crazy week for PlayStation. Now, this is an Xbox podcast, but as it relates to Xbox, there were some things that happened this past week that will affect Xbox, and I want to talk about some of the stuff that happened and how it might affect what happens with Xbox in the future. Um, Last week was all about Xbox. This current week, I know today's Saturday, so the end of the week now, but this current week was all about PlayStation, right? Um, we were hearing stuff about pre-orders, all this chaos everywhere. So first, I want to get to my fun speculation of the week. And we know the PlayStation pre-orders already hit. We know when the Xbox pre-orders are going to hit. But we don't know if there's one more thing. And what I mean by that is if you compare... What happened with Xbox? They had everything leaked. Their plans were ruined, pretty much. Not just ruined from that. I mean, they handled it. They handled that really well. They handled the leaks really well, and how they flipped it into a bunch of amazing news last week. It was a great job, and we talked about that on last week's podcast on our recap. Um, we also had um, the week of spoils because Xbox was not planning on doing it that way playstation got to get in attack mode right with having that xbox news all leak and then they they seem like okay they were in rush mode to hey let's go ahead and get all of our stuff out now too and so it kind of led to some kind of chaotic moments this week with uh pre-orders and and uh, a bunch of stuff happening and but what they did is they had this event where they had the like a 45 minute event which uh, i live streamed um, and then immediately after they had pre-orders, so it got it got the hype going, right? So does Xbox have one last thing right before pre-orders go live to get that extra little bit of hype, right? Now they're going to sell out regardless, just like PlayStation did. 
But it still helps generate that buzz and that talk and that excitement of everybody talking about Xbox, besides just pre-orders, of something else to show to combine with that excitement. And I think they could have something. Now, what could that be? Because everything that last week was leaked, right? But that was all leaked for plans of just price announcements and revealing of the Series S. There wasn't really any leaks about anything to do with games um, or anything like that. Now, we know that Halo was majorly in the plans for everything they were going to be showing, and that that got ruined for us all because it's got pushed back to next year, right? But is there one thing? Is there is there a game that can be revealed? Uh, is there some amazing gameplay that can be shown? Is there um, an acquisition that they could make? Um, is there maybe a publishing deal that they have made with a studio or something like that? So let's just run through our fun speculation is going to be what could Microsoft have in their pocket to show right before the uh, pre-orders go live? And also, do they have anything else for after that, like maybe right before the actual launch of the console? So I think they have a couple things. I think they have Hellblade 2 gameplay that they haven't shown anybody yet. Um, Hellblade, Hellblade 2 was announced at the uh, Game Awards with that amazing uh, trailer that they had, and it blew everybody away. It was kind of the talk about how, wow, that looks really good, right? Now, we know Hellblade 2 may not be coming for another year or two, potentially, um, but they may have enough to be able to show us some gameplay of Hellblade 2. Um, we saw how that at the game showcase, how they were kind of. Um, doing the overlay of the of the making the um the map and everything like that right and the the world and bringing it to life but let's i wonder if they have some gameplay that will just blow people's minds because i think that game will show really really well um we also have the initiatives game that we still don't know 100 percent what it is a lot of people say it's perfect dark we don't know 100 percent if that's true if it's perfect dark that would be amazing so let's either know what it is or have some kind of announcement that could generate some hype, maybe just a little like a couple seconds of some kind of next gen type features or gameplay that would kind of blow people's minds. So something uh, running on console, you know, running on the Series X. Um, we also could potentially have, you know, there was a lot of rumors going last week, uh, this past week about Bungie and dealings with Microsoft. And we know that they've been friendly with this Game Pass stuff and Destiny 2. And then some people were thinking that maybe Bungie is going to be acquired by Microsoft, which we've we speculated about that before, but that was quickly shot down. So what would be causing these rumors from multiple sources, from multiple media outlets to, to happen? There has to, when it comes from these uh, different sources that are big people, big uh, hearing these things, there's always usually something behind it. Maybe Microsoft is going to invest in their next game. Maybe they're going to be a partner in some way or uh, publish it um, for exclusivity on uh, Xbox. Uh, Stuff like that is possible. You know, um, we know before that Bungie didn't want to give up IP rights to Destiny with their deal, so they still have that. Um, But you know, they did have that Activision deal before for publishing rights, and maybe they're doing something similar with another uh, franchise 
um, maybe with Microsoft. So what is Bungie going to be working on next? Uh, we don't know that. And are they, is it going to be closely tied with Xbox? Uh, that would be interesting. Maybe they have something like that uh, to announce. Um, that would be really cool. Um, so that's just speculation. You know, I'm not an insider. This podcast is in no way affiliated with Xbox, so I don't know anything But other than the stuff I see on Twitter. But it's just st- stuff that is fun to talk about. That's why it's called fun speculation, right? And this is stuff that is interesting to think about because I think it's all in the realm of possibility. It's not just like crazy out there thoughts. This is stuff that could really actually happen, right? Um, This stuff is coming from places where we're getting these little tidbits of information. So, you know, we got Perfect Dark, the initiative. We got Hellblade 2. You know, we got potential Bungie thing. You know, we got um, maybe a studio acquisition. You know, there there was uh, talks of them getting a Polish studio or something like that. You know, uh, maybe a Japanese uh, studio. Uh, so, something, you know, there's going to be uh, the Tokyo Game Show coming up. So there's a lot, lot to um, digest here still coming up with Xbox. A lot to talk about. So what do you guys think? Do you think they have anything left? The other possibility is they could have said, okay, we've shown you all our cards. We're happy with it. We've been extremely transparent. Uh, there's no reason for you not to go get an Xbox now. So we're just leaving it at that. Pre-orders are, here's when they go live, and let's see what you guys are going to do. They could, that could be the mentality also. Um, they, I think they've sold a lot of people. So do they need to do anything else? So that's that was fun speculation of the week. Let me know what you guys think. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think they have anything left? And if they do, what is it? Um, now, I want to talk about um, kind of what happened this, this week with the PlayStation and um, how it might affect some things with Xbox because there was a lot of upset people. <laughs> and... You know, I was lucky I was able to get mine. I was able to get my PS5 pre-ordered. Now, I, I could end up getting one of these emails that that is disappointing that says I might not actually receive it on launch day or whatever. I don't know. I haven't gotten that yet. But I got, I got lucky. I drove to GameStop. It was a, right after that I found out the pre-orders were actually going live. I tried calling them on the way. They wouldn't answer their phone. When I got there, I found out that it was chaos. There was like cars pulling in out of the parking lot, people standing outside talking to each other, um, freaking out. And I was like, what's going on? You know, so I went in there and I said, hey, uh, I heard you guys got the pre-orders for PS5. And they said, no, man, we're already out. We sold out like in 10 minutes. I'm like, what? So, you know, they, <laughs> it is crazy to think about this was not just my store. This was everywhere happening. And it not just happening um, at GameStop. It was happening at all the online retailers and, and everywhere that they were doing pre-orders. Um, the pre-orders went surprisingly live before they were supposed to because they had actually told us it was going to be the next day. And then the pre-orders just went live. And you, unless you were right there with it on social media, you didn't know. So it was a it was a surprise. When I found that out, I immediately started I sat in the parking lot and I was going to every retailer I could think of 
on my phone and finally I found one that had, they had happened to just went live with their pre-orders and that was Target. And I was able to get my pre-order. I didn't get the 399 one though, the digital one though, which is the PS5 that I wanted. I I wanted that, but turns out there's a reason why. Those are <laughs> scarcely available in the first place. The numbers of pre-order availability for the 399 PS5 was dramatically low. Um, they had way more 499 PS5s available than they did the 399 PS5s. Now, they did address uh, this today on Twitter where they apologized, um, which is something you don't usually see PlayStation do. So they know they screwed up here. Um, and they apologized on Twitter and said that there's going to be more pre-orders that they're going to be making available uh, for their fans that missed out. Um, there uh, Email notifications didn't go out. Um, all of these plans that people had just kind of got ruined. P- fans that are hardcore fans that are mainly PlayStation guys that always get the console uh, day one right away. They make sure they're in line. They make sure that they do everything they need to do to get one. Weren't able to get it because maybe they just missed it somehow. Right? Maybe they just were busy, you know, because they didn't have advance notice like they, they, that they should have. So they had screwed up. And they apologized for that today on Twitter. And, um, but out of all of that chaos, what really, the one thing that really stood out to me was the fact that there was not very many of these 399 PlayStations, right? So that leads to this being an Xbox podcast. And what does that mean? Was the 399 podcast, I mean, 399, 399 PlayStation primarily there just as a selling tool to say that they have the cheaper next-gen console, and they are, for some reason, not selling as many right now, or is it just because of manufacturing issues? It's not what the, it's not what the stores wanted. They wanted the 499 one. Um, we don't know exactly. You know, I would imagine GameStop would want more of the physical because they don't want to sell the digitals, right? But other retailers wouldn't necessarily care as much. I don't think that, I mean, maybe they do. I'm not exactly sure, but for some reason there was way less of the digital only console. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the Series S that we talked about last week is $299, and again, it's a cheaper SKU, and it is also all digital. Is there going to be a similar thing where we see less Series S's than we do Series X? Are we going to see more Series S's than we see Series X? How is that going to relate to Xbox? If you could take 399 out of the equation now, because it is increasingly hard to find, and I think it's going to be throughout the launch of the PS5, you're pretty much down now to comparing 499 PS5 to 499 Xbox, which we know the Xbox is more powerful, the Xbox Series X. And then you got the cheaper SKU at $299 with the Series S, depending on its availability. If the Series S is widely available, it is going to be by far the best value. As a lot of people can't get the $399 PS5 if you're looking to get one console for next gen. So that is going to play a factor, I believe. I think there's going to be a lot of people that couldn't get the PlayStation that are now going to be open to looking into the Xbox as an option for them. And looking at the fact that 
if you're comparing apples to apples, four ninety nine, four ninety nine, and you get the more powerful Xbox, maybe it's a better deal. Especially if you combine the value that you're getting with Game Pass and all this other stuff. Um, now, if you talk about, hey, you're a budget-friendly customer that really wants to save as much money as possible and just kind of get something that you know is going to play games, that two ninety nine Xbox is extremely attractive now. Especially knowing that you can't get the three ninety nine PlayStation, so that's why I'm bringing all that up because it is worth comparing in this market of what what is going to be the primary console that we see in households um, this holiday. Now again, they're all going to sell out, so it depends on how well Xbox is able to take advantage of this situation and how many Xboxes are able to manufacture. Are they running into the same issues that Sony did? We don't know. You know, um, are they not running into problems? And they are just going to uh, be able to have as many that they can possibly sell. We don't know. But we do know that they have said it is going to be limited quantities available, which is the same wording pretty much that PlayStation used. Um, but things leading up to the PlayStation pre-orders also, they had those like invites, you know, for, for their biggest fans and stuff like that. We haven't seen that from Xbox and we've seen more of a clear messaging on when pre-orders are going to be available from Xbox. And speaking to that, I'm going to bring that up, uh, right now on the screen. So if you're watching on YouTube, um, you can actually see when pre-orders are going to be available. And this was released by Microsoft. And I think they released it because of the chaos that they saw going on with PlayStation and their pre-orders. And they wanted to make sure that they didn't make that mistake and they look like the uh, more well-organized company here and uh, more consumer-friendly, which has been their sales approach from the start. So they are putting this, this information out, and I'm sharing it with you now on YouTube. Um, also, this has been on Twitter all over the place that they put out. So. It's got all the countries, and it's got all the retailers and the times. Um, now, also, Xbox has this Xbox All Access program that we broke down last week a little bit. So that is another reason if you are looking to get in a pre-order, you may be able to get one that way if you don't have the full 299 or 499 to, to unleash on one of these consoles right now. So, you know, we are seeing this consumer-friendly attack by Microsoft saying, hey, we're customer-focused, we're putting the gamers at the center of everything that they're doing, and releasing this information far in advance. Now it's up to the retailers to stick by it, which I think, according to what Microsoft is saying, they're, they're trying to make sure that happens. So hopefully we get a smooth pre-order um, experience. Hopefully, uh, as many people can't, that prepare and go and try and get one of these consoles can. Um, I'm going to try and get a Series S and a Series X if I possibly can. Um, and we're going to see how it goes. You know, I'll be on my computer with the tabs loaded up for uh, a couple of the retailers that I like and see if I can't get some. But, um, Good luck to you guys. Uh, be prepared. This information is here for you. And again, for the listeners here, um, in the U.S., 
8 a.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Central. Uh, sorry, 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern. And you got Microsoft Store, Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, Target, Sam's Club, Newegg, and other participating retailers. Um, same time zones, you know, uh, Canada, and pretty much the same retailers. Um, you got EB Games for Canada, obviously. Um, UK, 8 a.m. BST. Um, Australia, 8 a.m. AEST. New Zealand, 8 a.m. NZST. And across Europe, the Middle East, and Africa, you can pre-order online starting at 9 a.m. CEST at Microsoft Store, Amazon, Media Market, GameStop, FNAC. I'm not going to pronounce this next word. Uh, not even going to try. Um, and other participating retailers. So good luck to everybody um, getting their pre-orders on that. And props to Microsoft for taking advantage of the chaos from PlayStation and trying to uh, make sure that they are well organized and that we have advanced notice of pre-orders going live. So um, we'll see again, you know, how the pricing compares um, with with uh, you know a PlayStation Five and the availability of the three ninety nine, and then the availability of Xbox and the availability of the two ninety nine Series S. I think it could play a factor. Um, people have said before, which I listened to podcast unlocked from Ryan McCaffrey. And he mentioned that Peter Moore uh, said once that the first to 10 million wins. Now internationally, PlayStation is probably still going to outsell Xbox. I don't know if Xbox has enough um, firepower to take over as much as PlayStation has, but they can increase a large amount of market share globally if they really put the effort in. And we're gonna I think we're gonna see a different approach from them, especially with Game Pass going. Um we already have seen um the marketing I think from South Korea uh for Game Pass and it's supposedly doing well. So it's gonna be interesting to see how all of this how all of this affects Xbox and PlayStation with manufacturing availability, console, manu- console manufacturing, and the pricing of what's available actually to purchase. So um, that's going to be a big factor, you know, especially in the first year, especially up until March 2021. You know, what's going to be in more households? That's going to be what people are talking about. So I think Xbox wants to be that company this time. They want to be the one where more people are talking about, more people are uh, experiencing. Uh, they're trying to right their wrongs of 2013 when they really messed that up. Um, and a lot of their plans went awry because the, all of their plans were bunched with Halo. And could you imagine the hype going with Halo? If that was still, if that was still, sorry, my accent is coming out a little bit. That was still a launch game. If Halo was still a launch game for Xbox, uh, that would just be uh, bananas, you know? Um, that would be crazy. Um, Xbox would be... Talked about so much because they would have the biggest next-gen launch game, right? And But they don't, and that's because 
they needed to push it back to delay it to make sure that Halo stays the top tier franchise that it always has been. And it must have been such a hard decision for them to do that. Um, to delay Halo, the the game that you can even see. I think there were shots of the Series X box that had Halo branding on it. You know, you've seen Monster Energy marketing stuff out there. You know, um, we've seen so much stuff, Halo, that you know all of their plans marketing-wise were around that. So they've had to reshuffle their games marketing. And that's why we I don't think we've seen as much gameplay running on the Series X that then we've seen as PlayStation games because I think a lot of their plans had revolved around a game that they now delayed. Um so but that goes into what are the launch games? Now we have more clarity on the launch games that are actually going to be available on Series X and S compared to PS5. So this is a huge factor. There was I saw a poll on Twitter that where people were saying, what was the most important factor to you going into next generation? And that, for the most part, was launch games. So I have up on the screen right now launch games of the uh, Series X and S and the PS5. Now you can see the PS5, I think here, ha- is a winner as far as having some of those top-tier franchises. You have Demon Souls remake. Uh, you have Spider-Man Miles Morales, which we can talk about that another time. <laughs> but there's some crazy news going on around that game that I, if you've been listening to me for a while, checking out my videos, you kind of know where I'm going with this. I bet if you follow me on Twitter as well. Um, craziness with that game. However, we're putting everything aside of feelings about certain things. It looks stunning. It looks like it is showcasing next-gen features of ray tracing, uh, particle effects, and it's going to be running uh, buttery smooth um, 4K 30 or a performance mode at 60 frames as well, I think they announced. So there is a lot to be excited about there, especially if you're a Spider-Man fan, right? And then Demon Souls looked incredible. Um, this Destruction All Stars game, I'm actually thinking that game looks really cool. So I actually that that game stood out to me when I watched the uh, original PlayStation Showcase thing they had, where they unveiled a, a lot of their games and stuff. I was like, ooh, I want to check that one out. I think it looks cool. I think that game has some potential. So keep an eye on that one. And then Godfall, Godfall looks pretty cool too. You know. But then, uh, so if you compare that, those are the ones that are like only on PlayStation, right? And then you also have the Astro Playroom, which comes bundled with the console. But then on Xbox, you have uh, Gears Tactics, you have Tetris Effect Connect, uh, connected, and you have Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, and then you have the Falconeer. Now we know that the uh, some of the, what some of these games are going to look like. Gears Tactics going to be 4K 60. Uh, and that game already came out on PC, but it's getting its console launch, and it looks like it's going to be really good. Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, looks like it's going to be awesome, and it's actually got turn-based combat, which that alone made me all of a sudden really excited for this game. They released um, gameplay today of the Falconeer, 
um, Windows Central had the exclusive of that. And now that game is on my radar. It almost looks like Crimson Skies type combat, you know. Um, it looks like it could be really fun. Um, it's going to be running buttery smooth also. Um, and then we learned, you know, with Assassin's Creed is 4K60. We know that Dirt 5 is going to have 120 frames per second. We don't know, I don't believe, unless I missed it, if they announce what the PS5 version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be running at. So these are going to be games, uh, Dirt 5, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, some of these multi-platform games, are going to be interesting to see comparisons running across Series S, Series X, and PS5 to see how they compare, because that is going to also drive a lot of talk. Is the uh, Xbox versions going to be full 4K60 and the PS5 not? Um, We don't know that yet. But we do know that Spider-Man Miles Morales is not 4K60. We, We know it's 4K30 or a 60 frames performance mode. So that kind of stuff is going to be interesting. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on that, because I'm going off of memory here, but I think that's what I remember. Um, it is. I'm actually going to look it up real quick, just because I really don't want to be wrong on that. So, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, 4K60, question mark? <laughs> this is my advanced... Okay, Spider-Man Miles Morales is playable in 4K, comma. Okay, okay, Spider-Man Miles Morales features optional 4K, 60 frames per second performance mode. So what do they do? Turn off ray tracing? And... I'm curious what that optional... Okay, so 4K, 60 coming as an optional mode. Hmm. I'll presume that some graphical sacrifices will be made from the standard mode in an orbital. I'm guessing maybe that they will uh, either lower ray tracing and that kind of stuff. So, you know, hey, 4K60 for Spider-Man Miles Morales is is still an achievement. You know, if they can get those games running at 4K60, that looks pretty good. You know, and but we want to see. I want to see how these multiplats compare. Um, with features um and resolution and um frames per second and all that kind of stuff so i want to know like that that's going to be really interesting to see next gen how these consoles are going to compare because that's going to drive a lot of uh people to a platform if they want the best experience especially if they're the same price right um but going more into the launch games. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what we can expect from Xbox at launch, besides just the launch game. So if you're watching on YouTube here, I'm just starting to play little sizzle reels from Xbox's uh, YouTube channel. But um, besides the launch games, now, this is interesting because 
usually you don't have a thought like this. Uh, this is the first time that a console has launched that we have the promise of compatibility for multiple generations of games. It's the first time a console has launched where we have a subscription service like Game Pass. So this is different. I made a video about this on YouTube um, about how this is different and how this is changing. Uh, the it not just it's not it's not just about now. It's about the future. It's just changing the landscape of gaming, and it's changing the model of consoles and value to your games and game ownership and everything. And what does it mean when you buy a game digitally? Because I own a lot of games digitally on my Xbox One X, Xbox One S. You know, I've had the Xbox One since launch. I've had the Xbox 360 since launch. I had the original Xbox since a couple months after launch. Now, over time, games become less. Games have become less bought physically and bought digitally more. Physical compatibility has always been a question because you don't even know if the future hardware is going to play the same type of media as far as disc. You know, you wouldn't expect a VHS tape to play in a DVD player, right? You don't expect a Nintendo cartridge to play on a Switch. You know what I mean? But let's say you buy the game digitally. Just like you buy a music digitally. Or you buy a movie digitally, right? There should be no limitation in that media going with you to new platforms. And this is the landscape of gaming now with digital game ownership. Whenever I purchase a new Xbox in the future, whether it be this generation or the generation past, I expect every game that I buy to come with me. Otherwise, I lose faith in buying a digital product. I shouldn't have to keep this old device that is dependent on online functionality to play my content in the future. My future con- my future platform should be able to play this content. Now, if this future platform has advantages that current platforms do not have, it should your games that you own should play better. And this is happening. This is happening with the Series S and the Series X. My library of games that I own is going to play better on the new hardware. For that reason alone, I want the console. I want the Series S. I want the Series X for that reason alone. Because it is going to play my games at higher frame rates. It is going to 
put HDR on games that I played on the 360. It is going to increase the resolution on a lot of games. There are uh, it's going to increase my load times. I'm going to be able to take advantage of quick resume between all of these different games. If you love games and you like to keep your games and you like to play multiple different games, then already they have given you a reason to be interested in the next generation consoles. And I'm not just talking about Xbox because PlayStation is doing this with their PS4 games at least as well. But you know at least on Xbox, it's not just that. It's also going back to the 360 and the original Xbox. So you can go and you can play games from multiple generations that are going to be improved, are going to be enhanced, are going to play better, are going to look better, they're going to feel better. And that is a feat. And that is something that you should expect when you buy games, especially digitally, that is going to keep taking place for the future. And I can't stress enough how valuable that is now and how different that is than we've had in the past and how um, important it is for the console manufacturers to protect that value for us. Now, if you go beyond that, then you have Game Pass, which even takes another different approach. Now the game ownership thing is, that's not even a thing. Now you're talking about subscribing to a service that is continuously giving you an endless stream of games. New games. Just this past month, we've had games like Wasteland 3, and we've had um, Flight Simulator on PC, and we've had Battletoads, and we've had Spiritfarer, Carry On, um, Hot Shot Racing. Great games that are coming across, coming across um, multiple platforms, and you're also play, able to play on Android. And so you can have this experience now that xCloud is out um, on a mobile device. So they're giving you this avenue to subscribe to a platform. Now, if you buy a Series S for two ninety nine which is the cheapest next-gen console, and you go home, and then you're like, oh, man, all the games are 60 bucks." Well, some of them are going to be $70. Um, and even the PlayStation exclusives it look like they're going to be 70 So, you know, some games are going to be 70 And if you look into, okay, well, I can just do $14.99 a month, or if you do Xbox All Access, $25 a month, now you get access to hundreds of games, new games, good games, and you know that there's new games going to continuously come out for it, that is a hurdle that is stepped over by Xbox that is a major um, bonus and value proposition that they're giving us. So that is a huge thing, and another reason why to look past just what is available in these new launch games. It is different now. It's not just about these games anymore. 
It's about everything you already play and everything you already own and everything that's on Game Pass is going to be on this Xbox side. And that is huge. That cannot be overlooked. Um, For PlayStation fans, the PS4 games, we want more clarification 100% on what that plan is. How is it going to work? They haven't been extremely transparent, but they are said 99% of your PS4 games will be playable on PS5. So I trust them with that. But I want to know how it works. We know on Xbox how it works. Now we just want to get our console to play all that stuff. At least I do. I can't wait. Now I may sound like a commercial right now, uh, that's because I am genuinely excited about this. I really want this. I really want to play these games. I want to play everything I've been playing, but better. Think about all of that stuff added to this Xbox box on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Um, that's a lot of stuff, guys. That is a lot of games. And that is an amazing feat um, to have. An amazing library to have day one on your console. So if you're new to the Xbox family, or you're just checking out this podcast to see what Xbox is all about, that's what it's all about. Get that 299 console, or get that 499 beast that's going to be the most powerful hardware, plug it in, and play hundreds of games right away. That's what it's about. Um... So that is an advantage, in my opinion, on Xbox that PlayStation really doesn't have an answer for. They did a little bit with the PlayStation Plus collection, um, but those are all older games, and they don't have the new games coming out. And we really—I don't even 100% understand how that works yet. But uh, supposedly, I guess as part of your PS Plus membership, you're going to automatically get some of the, some of these games, which is awesome. That's not—I'm not knocking that at all. That's really cool. That is that is an awesome thing to be able to plug in your PlayStation 5 and have that, those available to you. But it is in no way a comparison to what Xbox is bringing with Game Pass, especially Game Pass Ultimate. So, you know, that it's just an, an ecosystem that is um, built for value and built for gamers. Um you know, going into some of these launch games, though, uh, we do have some interesting games here. We have uh, Gears Tactics and the Falconeer. Those are going to be the two, I, well, and Dirt 5. Um, I think those are going to be the games that are going to kind of grab people's attention, are going to be kind of, you know, they're going to run really well, they're going to play really well, and they're going to look really good. Um, then you also have your big games. You have Assassin's Creed and you have Watch Dogs and um, all that stuff. You know, Ubisoft has got some stuff. <laughs> you know, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed coming out lo- around launch of these consoles. You know, at, at both of them are launch titles. That is huge. So get on them for getting that timing right. Um, so, you know, we know that kind of also, I, I've, I've kind of harped on this a little bit, right? But there's been a transparency difference between 
brands this gen now leading up to launch right um there's been a transparency difference as far as what one manufacturer has shown us versus the other and this should also lead to people realizing that there's nothing to hide at least on the xbox side because they've actually let people take their console apart that's one of the first things they did when they announced the series x and when they unveiled it they sent the console to people to dissect. <laughs> like they let them, hey, this is how you build the thing. Like here's where all the here's all the ports, you know, here's uh here's the guts of it. You know, you just to take it apart, you just do this this this. They actually had like a magnetic demo set up for people to be able to play with the thing, right? Um they right after the Series S was uh leaked, they sent all of these shells of the console, the Series X, you know, empty box shell, and then the Series S empty box shell to people. And uh, they sent it out to multiple outlets just so people could see the size. Okay, here's what these are, look like. Here's the size comparison. Um, and here's what the ports are going to be on the back and stuff. The PS5, we have not even seen anybody holding the thing except for the leaked image of the guy holding the first one off the line or whatever. Um, like, you know, kind of showing that off. All we know is it's, um, a good size console. We know what it looks like. Um, but they we don't know. There's un unspecified information about storage expansion on the PS5 and on the Xbox. There's unspecified clarity on the backwards compatibility on the PlayStation versus the Xbox. There is unspecified. Um, information on the u- user interface. We don't even know what the user interface looks like on the uh, PS5. Uh, but yet they've already taken pre-orders. Now, Xbox, we know all of this information. We know that the storage expansion cards are going to be expensive. But we do know that it is an option and that you can hot swap them at least. We don't know if it's on PlayStation if we're going to be able to expand upon it or if it's just internal and we're going to have to swap out the internal storage. Um, These are important questions to know, especially where SSDs are involved with next-gen consoles and the space is expensive to come by uh, for storage on your games. We're going to have to get creative next-gen on storage. You know, unless you just play a few games, you're not really that hardcore of a gamer, you don't play a lot. You know, we're going to have to be creative. These game sizes are going to be potentially a little bit smaller because of new compression techniques, but they're not going to be that much smaller. On the Series S, they will be about 30% smaller because the lack of 4K assets, uh, because it is a 1440 machine as opposed to 4K. Um, But still, that's only a 512 gigabyte SSD over there on the uh, Series S. You know, on the Series X, you got a terabyte. and the PS5, you got 850. So we know at least that on the Xbox, we're going to have these um, Seagate expansion cards that we can get and plug into the back of the Xbox, and then you can take it out and put in a different one or whatever. We know they're going to be expensive, but we also know that those will get cheaper over time. We don't know information yet on what exactly that's going to look like on PlayStation. And that's a, that, for me, is a little bit of an issue. Um, we don't know um, 
we haven't had anybody break down the console. Here, here's where this is. This is what this does. And in fact, if you go to PlayStation's website, they don't even have the back of the console on there. Um, so it's 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 kind of interesting, you know, to see the transparency difference, and it kind of makes you feel like maybe one company is hiding something. Which, if you go back to 2013, some of you may not remember this, but it's like the companies have changed roles, where that Xbox was in the lead. Um, from the 360 era in the U.S. at least, and um, the PlayStation had been behind. Well, the 360 they got cocky, and they thought, hey, they're gonna just become this TV media machine with Xbox and make games a, a, a secondary priority. It seemed like, and rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. They were really wishy-washy on their plans. They were unclear on what they were doing. You couldn't get any straight information out of anybody. Um, and this time with PlayStation, has been a lot of the same. We've had where they are pretty much leading a message and know that all of their fans are believing one thing and talking about it for months, uh, saying something, creating this narrative. And then right after you unveil the um, price of the console and have this really good looking show where you show all these games, you unveil a bunch of information that contradicts everything that you, your fans have been thinking you've been telling them for months. Um, and at the same time, pre-orders go live. So it seems sneaky and kind of misleading and kind of weird, you know, but in the opposite side, now this time, you know, you have Xbox, seeming like the ones that are willing to show everything even if you don't like it yeah here's it here's what it is you know here's the information and this is the situation it is and i'm sorry but if you're not a big fan of that but that's what's going on you know like they even went to far as show halo in the condition that it was in (laughs) but like transparent that's a little too transparent you know what i mean uh with all the pop-in textures and stuff on that gameplay demo they they were like, hey, this is a work in progress, and it sure does look like it, right? Um, so you've had this, like, weird shift in, you know, one company acting one way, last generation, and then the flipping now. And um, it's pretty crazy to see, you know. Is this going to come back to bite PlayStation? I don't think so, because I think ultimately the games are going to be what matters, and they have such amazing development studios that you know they're going to put out amazing games and that's going to be enough right but it, it we would still like to have some of these answers um and i think it's going to help xbox with their sales being as transparent as they have been um so let me know if you appreciate the xbox transparency that's been going on or do you um think they need to be a little bit less transparent you know what? What are your thoughts on that kind of stuff, guys? You know, like I, I really think that it's a good thing when these companies are transparent with us. Uh, I feel like a lot of people believe that PlayStation was lying to them um, for months, even though they didn't necessarily lie. They just maybe had misleading statements, and people ran with them the wrong way, and they didn't go out of their way to correct them, if you want to put it that way. You know. Um, very interesting to see some of that and um i want to see i think everybody wins with transparency 
And I'm not going to say that Xbox has always been transparent with us, and they haven't, but this this generational launch with these consoles, you've definitely seen different approaches, right? Um, so that pretty much wraps it up for topics this week. Um, it's been such a crazy week this past week with, with the pre-order stuff and it's been really actually exhausting just taking in information and, and seeing everything we had, we keep having like these little trailers drop like the Falconeer today. And then we had gears tactics trailer, uh, drop, uh, I think yesterday for, um, for Xbox and maybe they're doing that on purpose, like daily on some of these launch games. And maybe we're going to have like the big news splash, you know, again, like right before, right before pre-orders go live. That would be really cool. Right. Um, so that leads me to one last thing though, because I don't want to forget. And that is the game pass game of the week. I need to come up with like little, uh, music things to play before I do that. Game Pass Game of the Week. And that is going to be this week. Company of Heroes 2. Now this one is a little different because it's for PC. Um, now, this is part of why I love Game Pass, especially Game Pass Ultimate. Excuse me. I'm primarily a console gamer. I love... My Xbox, I love my PlayStation, I love my Nintendo, and I love my PC. I primarily play games on Xbox, and I play some games on all the other devices. Now, on PC, I primarily play RTS games and RPGs. I handle games better on PC when I'm just primarily using the mouse. The... uh, variety that we have with Game Pass, especially Game Pass Ultimate, allows me as a console gamer to occasionally, okay, I'm going to go check out this over here now. (laughs) You know, uh, this is another value proposition I have even beyond the console. Company of Heroes 2 uh, Complete Edition is uh, basically, uh, it's Company of Heroes 2 with the, all the expansions and everything, and for the first time on Game on Game Pass, and it's going to allow me to go back and experience um, a, a game that is in a genre that I, a genre that I love, but a game that I missed, and I don't even have to go and pay for it. So I can go on there on PC and install the game, and I can play it right now, and I won't have to pay anything extra beyond what I've already. Paid with my monthly subscription, and that is awesome. Now, Company Heroes Two is very, very popular. RTS, extremely popular. So I'm excited to give it a go. I had been playing a lot of RTS on console, and I kind of want them to start releasing more RTS games on console again. They kind of gotten away from it, but I'll get my fix on PC, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with I'm okay with them giving me this stuff. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to run with it. So Company of Heroes 2 Complete Edition. Um, check it out, guys. On your PC, part of Game Pass. 
And with that, let me know again what y'all think about does anything does Microsoft have anything left to show? Does Xbox have anything left to show before before launch? I really want to uh, get an interesting conversation going with that. Um, again, follow me on Twitter. Um, you can see on the screen right now a fun a fun speculation. Um, my name is Mav. Um, if you're listening, check out the YouTube channel at Fun Speculation where you can see uh, the video of this podcast. Um, I appreciate all the support, guys. Thank you so much for listening and have a good one. I will talk to you next week after I have pre-ordered my Xboxes. Take it easy.